Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. Maybe possibly it could work out uh, for everybody if they if it's done. I guess I guess if it's done correctly, maybe maybe it is a good thing that they that they're able to change the weather. I just feel like again ordering chaos, man. You can't you can't stop. What's what's Shaq's son say? You can't stop the rain. Like you yeah. can't, man. You can't you can't interfere with the with the natural order of the way things go. At some point, it's gone. It's going to happen. It's going. Nature is going to take its course. Whether it's right. with us or against us, you can't do anything about about the climate. And That's what they was, and I think Michael Jackson and quite a few others were saying that years and years ago, right? They were saying, you know, we got to do in the eighties, in the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties. They were saying, yo, we have to do something about climate control. We need to do something about these these trucks and all this smog because if we don't, we're releasing all these bad particles into the ozone layer, and the ozone layer is going to crack open and do us more harm than good. Now here we are, and we and, uh, since then though the ozone layer, they don't, they don't talk about this, but because the, they never thought it was uh, possible, only because we only been monitoring that stuff for a limited amount of time. But they found that the, all those holes in the ozone layer, of all those holes in the ozone layer, like ninety percent of it is already like mended itself. Really, so, I didn't know that. You, you, because we kind of changed our our consumption. You know, it's already consumption in the way we actually produce. Uh, emissions so it's not to say we don't produce as much emissions but we're not doing it at the rate we were doing when we, when we discovered we put a hole in the ozone layer you know what i'm saying so it kind of like nature kind of restored it to some degree that i think like a lot of that stuff i think if you take out take away the element of the propaganda that we've been fed most of our lives and how, how news is distributed and how the way we're, we're instructed to view things you take all of that away from it and just look at it from a natural perspective. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, bro. Yeah. Definitely yeah. don't. As great as good as scientists may be, you know, some of that stuff is still opinion until it's proven. I, I even go as far as saying it's like we don't even have access to the scientists personally to be able to interview them and say, hey, so I'm hearing this information. Can you can you can you address it to me? Talk to it, talk to me like a child. Right. Like, can you put it in layman's terms and vet it for me so I don't have a good understanding of it? Third party over here, you know what I'm saying, telling me the information. You see what I'm saying? Or having their representative doctor or scientist explain this information. I need to speak to somebody who's a who's a climatologist explain this to me as opposed to channel seven news talk to me about it you see what i'm saying or right. cnn talk to me about it because a lot of the information is skewed anyway again it's the spectacle of it they want to make sure that they sell it it's got to be entertaining it's got to be shocking it's got to have this level this, this elevated level of uh entry for it to even be received yeah it has to have some dramatic effect to it when they do it yeah do you do growing up do you really care about britney spears shaving her hair bald do you care about uh, these guys getting caught with different women on these boats and having these crazy parties? Is this stuff that you care about, though? Because I know, I know me, like growing up, you hear you like, wow, they got caught doing that. Why would they want to do that? And then you realize as you get older, like, man, I don't care. Like they're living that life. Someone caught them doing something. Imagine what it would look like if people caught us doing what we were doing in the 80s and 90s. I think that, I mean, Michael Jackson was that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that element was always in, it was always prevalent. I think that the ultimate, uh, my bad, I think the ultimate measure of it, again, comes down to the way that the information is kind of like uh, disseminated. So, like, keep in mind, like, Michael Jackson, prior to all the scandal and shit, 
he was always considered to be just this uh this wonderful pop star and mm-hmm. he became like larger than life when people start seeing like his measure of uh fame kind of like grow and the first chink in his armor was his hair catching fire they saw a new way to kind of a new revenue stream on on celebrity outside of just uh putting them on a pedestal like hey we can not only put them on a pedestal but we can knock them down and people still fuck with it you see what i'm saying yeah. think about kanye the same way dude kanye was that nigga until he said what he said about fucking uh george bush and they were like people fuck with that side of this too we brought we brought him on because we wanted him to help raise awareness for katrina but he raised a new well uh, awareness for katrina we never expected and it had nothing to do with katrina you see what i'm saying right that's right. like but it has to be annoying for for the person involved right you're basically oh. taking my life and trying to rip it apart you guys are camping outside of my place for for, for viewership for for some companies uh magazine companies yeah for their own uh financial interest you know what i'm saying like tmz doesn't exist without that Correct. You don't. You don't get a lot. Shit. The National Enquirer made a killing off of that. You know what I'm saying? And the Enquirer, Enquirer had been around since what the 50s or some shit like that. Maybe the 40s. So I mean, it's one of those things, man. It's like it's. I think it's just human nature, dude. It's like one of those things. Like when you live a a a, a, a what they call it a, a colonized life, and you like a fucking bee in the colony, an ant in the colony, you kind of like. You, you look outside yourself for something to kind of like motivate you or to keep you entertained. And it just so happened is that at the expense of people who actually signed up to be entertainers, how they're going to entertain you might not align with what, how they thought they were going to entertain you, but it is, that's the job is the job. The gig is the gig. Right. You know and it, it's happening whether you care, whether you care or not, you know, and it could be happening to you or me or anybody else, Cat Williams, so many celebrities that, that it happens to. But I just ran the, the invasion of privacy. Like, good God, man. Privacy Look. is a privacy is a construct anyway. It's not necessarily a it's not a real thing. Mm. As long as we as long as you live in community-based society, you don't have true privacy, bro. It's just that, especially because we've all agreed with, you know what I'm saying, without but we've pretty much agreed by by omission to allow cameras everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we, we 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 no one fought that. Nobody fought it. We was it was like, hey, look how cool this idea is. And then also there's that idea that like governments have technology available 25 to 30 years before it's even introduced to the public anyway. So you think go have the cameras. We we we've been letting cameras f- fucking fly since the fucking 50s. You know what I'm saying? You think about surveillance cameras and, and security cameras and banks and shit like that. We've always it's just that the once it's put in public hands, it's like an experiment. Now let's see what all they can do with this shit. Yeah. So let's, we know. Let's let, yeah, let, let's fall back and see how they make this thing. How they how they make this thing work for themselves. We meant it for this, but let's see what they get themselves into as it goes along. Social media is the same way. You know what I'm saying? All these different. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I, I it's it's a to me, man. It's, and again, I know I know these guys have to be annoyed because I know I would, man. The urge to not punch you in the fucking face, you know what I mean? While I'm out with my girl or while I'm out with my family, yo, give me, give me some, give me some, give me some time to to be with my family. Give me some time to be by myself. Let me enjoy life without you all being in my face all day. I don't know if that's something that I, you know, I, I would, I would enjoy. And I'm sure, I'm quite sure that they don't enjoy it. I'm, I'm quite sure they're, they're tired of this shit as well. But it, I guess it, that's, that's what it comes with, right? Yep. Yep. 
you see the, the the football players, you know, their lives being broadcast all over the all over the world, you know. Um Dude, think about it like this. The element of spectacle has been like it's it's a graduation type thing. They graduated. They like it takes they take it to the next level up at with every iteration of this technology. So when they did introduce like the live video. They gave control to the people on on social media. Like, all right, I see you guys like to click on shit. You like to watch videos, and we were always already like uploading our shit. You know what I'm saying? People were uploading their fights. People were uploading their beat making videos. People were uploading whatever it is to kind of get the attention that they wanted. Like, how about this? We do you guys a solid, and you can go live with it. And you start being able to trans. You know what I'm saying? You get to broadcast to your friends. You know what I'm saying? You get to transmit your uh whatever the fuck it is you're transmitting. We yeah. don't know what you guys plan to do with it. Just do go wild. Right. Give Just us something special. It. Yeah. Like, Show us, us what's going on. And before you know it, you start getting all of these uh these different levels of spectacle, be it like just conversations like these, um, which may or may not draw a, a, a large crowd depending on where, where this conversation goes. Or you get the ones where people beef it. Well, you get the ones where a motherfucker go live and he's sitting in his car fucking flashing his money for the camera and a nigga come and blow his brains out and take the money. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. It's all kinds of, it go, it, it, the scale, it's like, you can't measure the outcome because you never know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, I, I just not a fan. I mean, I, I, of course I'm not a fan of it. I'm sure you're not, but it just comes with the territory. But I'm sure this is all, in, I feel like this is all just an experiment that we're a part of. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's, there's, you know, we're all just being just all it's like a big photo album of everything in the course of history over the last 40, 50 years that they can record it. They're going to wrap it all up in a boat and tuck it away somewhere. And I we, think we are being outpaced by technology. Mm. I think we're not evolving fast enough for the technology. But we never I were, though. I think that we were keeping up with it up until like the 1960s, 1970s. I think that uh, the introduction of nuclear energy and the computer actually changed all of that. I think because that, that was introduced in the, around the same time in the 1940s, World War II era. But I think that like uh, the formal use of both of those things just totally just, once it, hit the, once it hit the track, it took off. You know what I'm saying? We're talking nuclear energy. We Like our first thought was to turn it into, you know, to weaponize it as opposed to like you trying to figure out safe ways to use it to power society. And by the time we actually did start thinking of safe ways to power society, I don't know how many fucking uh, times we had like nuclear meltdowns in history. I think the last, like shit, the Fukushima plant was like one of the last fucking disasters we had. That means that we still don't know what the fuck we doing with nuclear energy. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that was what, almost 30 years prior. So it's like we we take like again, and that's that form of catastrophic event. So to me, the form of catastrophic event with computers would probably be our uh, misuse of social media and shit like that. The way in- information is disseminated, the way people get doxxed and shit like that. Um, the hackers, you know, what I'm saying the way that uh, the entire fucking our entire grid is is connected, interconnected, and is web based. All of that's catastrophic. You know what I'm saying? We just have it, it. They're catastrophic on different levels. And we just don't view like the bad shit that happens with the internet to be purely catastrophic because we're we're still functional or we think we're still functional as a result of whatever ha- that, that occurred because whatever happened happened on a on a micro scale instead of a meta scale. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's the next wave of where, that we're heading into, right? This whole metaverse and being able to create your create your own your own environment without leaving the. Uh, that's a yeah, that's a graduation to it. So yeah. we're graduating now to the virtual. I mean, the the purely virtual. So it's like almost, and we're like, hey, yeah, give me some of that. I want to buy some of that that metal real estate. I want to buy some. I, I got a lot of Bitcoin. I got a lot of Dogecoin. I'm invested in this. Hey, I want some NFTs. You know what I'm saying? We're just throwing these terms out here and 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 really just embracing a lot of the um the I guess the 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 lingo and terminology. And even though a lot of stuff, because like we're taking the tangible and replacing it with the intangible and, and, and purely accepting it. Which I think is a, so you know, sort of a bad thing, you know, like whatever happened to us being able to touch and feel and be around each other and have actual moments. And I understand there are those who may not ever be able to do that, but um, vacations, man, ain't nothing like a vacation. It ain't nothing like going to another country and seeing it. You know, I, I think that the Oculus and all these other things, these other inventions are very cool, but right. I, I, I prefer the tangible. But you know what? One of the things that reminded me of this was when I think that was Judge Dredd came out, the original. Yeah. And him and a the woman, they had the little visors on or whatever. And she was like, this is how you have sex now. He was like, oh, no, this is not where I come from. Right. This ain't this ain't how we had sex uh, back in my time, back in my era. Yeah, and, it was physical. And, yeah, it, 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 the advancement of it let, them, let him know or let him see that they were they had went beyond that now. Like, they weren't touching. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's definitely one of those things where you you don't you don't really know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? You kind of like just take. I, it's kind of it's, it's tough to kind of like illustrate because we had this conversation. Everything kind of like circled back and kind of interweaves with other conversations, conversations we had. Like we're talking about how like you can't predict the future. You can kind of guess. You can do some guessing and stuff like that. But like you, there's video proof of like us trying to predict what the next 20 years next 30 years will be like and we so fucking far off our mark because our imagination our imaginations are always was thriving like the same thing that we imagine is the same thing that kind of drives the 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 innovation so like smartphones the last thing motherfuckers was actually thinking was gonna happen they thought we were gonna have like but we were kind of close because we thought we were gonna have communication devices like star trek you know what i'm saying uh but we're, but we're leaps and bounds beyond that. Because but, but the fact that we do have, have them, that is the future. You know? It's the future. And then so think like shit, smartphones are on on path to be phased out eventually because we've been using them over 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So there's that. And I won't say over 20 years because it's not say about 90s, right? 15 years. Smartphones, about 15 years. Oh, smart, smartphone. I'm thinking like the big block, the big cell phones and everything. Cell phone technology in itself, yeah. We're, I think we're on pace to uh, kind of like phase that out and go on to the next thing. That's why you keep we keep escalating the the the, uh, four, the 3G, 4G, 5G. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, and every time they come out a new version of it, everybody's talking about, oh, they're going to put the towers up, and those towers are going to give you cancer, and those towers are going to blah, blah, blah. And those, like everybody goes in a full, full blown panic over these little steps, these incremental steps in growth because it's the unknown. Yeah. You know and we like to like go straight into full blown conspiracy theorist mode about stuff like that. And nope, like whether it's the truth or, or not attached to it, what are you going to do to fight a tsunami? You know what I'm saying? It's nothing you can do, my man. 
It's nothing you can do at all to stop a tsunami. If it happens, it happens. You know, you basically have to be on alert and just ready for what may happen, what may take place. You know, yep. there's there's no. I don't think the people that were involved 20 to 30 years ago knew what that knew quite what that was, unless they had experienced that before. No one knew what to do. They just tried to run into the to the house and duck for cover. Question. Mm-hmm. Saw something that kind of like uh, sparked this idea, and I, you know, I'm always one of them types of people where I'm because I'm a creative and I like to imagine um, what the what 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 the behind the scenes of this shit looks like, right? I believe in interdimensional travel. I believe that it's possible. I believe that uh, because I understand how space time works, that interdimensional travel may definitely be a thing. But because we're we're common folk, we don't have access to it, right? Yeah. We don't have access to hedron colliders, and and I wasn't there when the uh, uh, guy particle was discovered and stuff like that. So I don't know all the ins and outs of how that shit works, but I believe it's possible. Same way most people believe religiously about certain stuff. My question to you is this though, who's to say that every bit of what we benefit from technologically doesn't come from a byproduct of them already scientifically because they're already, they don't release technology to us until they've already figured some things out about themselves. So the things that we, we have access to is probably most likely a byproduct of interdimensional or time travel. I, I, I salute that. Um, I think that's. I think that is very highly possible. Like you were saying, like we don't know about the. We we're not around when they're messing with the God particle or the dark matter, right? We right. don't see those things as it as a, as a transition happens with them. We we don't know the inner the inner workings of it. So right. I believe that. I, ever since I found out that was the Russians had uh, the supercomputer back in like, was it 1915 or 1930s or something? Like they were already working with computers. We were right. late. We later, uh, got, yeah, got introduced in, into it and, and we're talking about it, but I, I do, I feel like, you know, like, cause I don't, I don't know. So I have a feeling like there may have been some, some, someone who may have looked, who, who may have came back and like, look up here, what we did is kind of fucked up. Or like to, to for you all to avoid this issue right here. Look, do it this way. Interdimensional travel is 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 possible. Getting out of the dead zone where you guys are. These things are logical, but you have to introduce it to the people in in, in spots and patches. Small steps, yeah. yeah. You can't they, just, you can't throw it out here like, hey, look what we got going on. Because our plans, our brains would either explode or we would kill each other. We, I think it would be pure chaos. I think people would panic because first of all, religion. I think religion was probably like the first. Uh, was like the first or probably one of the oldest versions of that 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 form of discovery. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing, the thing about like learning about the past. That's why they raid fucking tombs and shit like that. They raid tombs not because they're trying to say, I'm let's let's humiliate an entire race of people. No, nah, it's hey, we discovered quote unquote something that that isn't native to us or common to us. And we're about to put it on full display to show that, you know what I'm saying we've conquered something to show that our accomplishment matters, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. So you take the, the scientific uh, journey to the space race, this scientific journey to, uh, to, to beat polio. You see what I'm saying? These types of things you, uh, you kind of, for, for people who don't know any better or who don't, who, who aren't critical thinkers, we would probably just look at it like it's for the betterment of society. They're doing this for us. They want to make sure they advance our society. They want to advance our civilization. And 
while part of that might be true on the on the most uh basic scale of uh trying to be um i guess uh it's a word for it uh altruistic you know what i'm saying you have an altruistic outlook on things like that the true the true nature of human curiosity is to kind of like discover or prove or disprove the existence of god you know what i'm saying so all of these things kind of factor into that like uh if if we've discovered fucking interdimensional travel and we decide to introduce that to the public and, and prove to them that we can do it, it'll be pure chaos because we spend so much time in, in introducing them to God. You know what I'm saying? How do you undo that? You know what I'm saying? And, and how do you safely undo that? You do it in baby steps. Yeah. You do it with technology. You do it with science. How do you disprove the existence of God through, you know what I'm saying? Because if we, if, I mean, it, on a on a grand scheme, because we've all kind of started really thinking about how the human existence even matters in the grand scale. We're talking whales, sharks, all these other creatures that exist in, in life, all these things that are larger than life, creatures that will probably kill us in a in, in one chomp. You know what I'm saying? An elephant can fucking sit on you and kill you. We're talking creatures that we, we still don't understand trees fully. You know what I'm saying? We don't even know if they're fucking uh, aware we think we know, but we don't know shit. So we spend our entire lives uh, teaching religion. We start we start explaining our existence through those those stories that are told. But mm-hmm. now we live in a day and age, and I believe that we've probably been through this version of, of history a bunch of times, dude, technologically. But it always wipes, I think, Earth resets itself. But we've been through so many verses. This, this might be the one version where actual interdimensional travel actually occurred i think we've always been trying to pursue it and they found blueprints to different technologies throughout history and nobody's actually tapped into it until we actually did it this in this version that was the thing i wanted to ask you about like do you think at what's happening before the 1900s uh where they were doing it and they would probably probably came down and talked to the the egyptians or the africans and i was like look we're gonna give it to you all but we can't give you everything because we think your minds may explode or you guys are going to end up killing killing each other all. And I also was thinking maybe during that time we were interrupted during the course of us building these things, right? Because there was wars over religion, Mohammedanism and, and, and Catholicism and, and all this other stuff that was invented. They came to Africa and they kind of like fucked up the plan. You know, I, I, I wonder about that sometimes like, well, after that point, who 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 was talked to? Who was talked to? It was it a situation where, where they did say like the cartoons were like, where where's your leader? Who's the leader? I believe that uh there's an advanced version of us where keep in mind, and because I feel like there's a big push, there's a big push to prevent going in a particular direction. Yeah, I think that the reason why there's so much chaos is because somebody got some information from somewhere about like a warning. I'm in my sci-fi brain right now, right? No, no, I'm I'm with you, bro. Cause I think I think that I don't know how to say it correctly, but I'm I'm partially there with you. I think I, I think something has happened. I believe we had we had traveled either interdimensionally or time-wise. I don't know about backwards time travel. I think backwards time travel would probably be more plausible than forward time travel. But you have with the way the way time travel works is so so chaotic because we're talking space time. We're talking position of the earth in motion and going either forward or backwards, right? So if the earth is constantly moving and you know spinning, rocking, and it's uh and it's rotating, 
Spinning, rocking, and rotating. Spinning, rocking, and rotating. Spin, doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So it's constantly spinning, rocking, rotating. Then we're talking hour, hourly, uh, uh, every minute, every second. So if you don't get it right, you can you can either end up trapped in space, trapped in the bottom of the ocean, trapped in the volcano, trapped in the wall, because the Earth is constantly moving. And where where the Earth was in 1984 at 3 p.m. is not where the earth is going to be in 2024 at 3 p.m. So if they were to travel back in time, they have to make sure they get it pitch perfect. But interdimensional travel is like folding time and space in half. You know what I'm saying? The way I envision it, because I look at it like... um, Shortening the point of 12 to 6 o'clock and being able to say we can get there faster by doing it like that. Yeah. And it's all perspective. So like uh, when, when people say they see spacecrafts, I don't think they see spacecrafts. I think they just see glimmers of aircraft from another dimension that are intersecting with our own. Correct. You're looking at the past when you see a spacecraft or asteroid that happened eight to 10 minutes ago. You're not seeing what actually happened. Remember, we're living in the past on this planet. Everything out there has already happened ahead of us. Right. It's already. It's like the occurrences are, they seem to be parallel because we we envision it actually happening, but truth of the matter is, it's it's occurring in a, on a different plane. Correct. And, and it kind of like chips through ours because we don't have we don't have the ready technology to actually to actually realize it. Right. And our, our minds haven't evolved. Yeah, our minds haven't evolved in the in the same bit. Our our our, the, our orbital sockets or whatever it may be hasn't been able to pick up light at that type of speed and everything. So, but. Uh, I believe I believe that the travel has happened. Um, I believe that they're slowly been they have slowly been introducing it to us. I watch Rick and Morty, and people people say, "Yo, you watch that? You watch that? Those shows are childish." I watch Rick and Morty. Ooh, Rick, Rick and Morty is Rick grown and, as fuck. <laughs> Rick, Rick and Morty, Ricky Morty, Rick and Morty be dropping knowledge. They be teaching you signs when you sitting there watching that shit, man. And you know, it's, and what's crazy about it though, the one thing I love about theoretical physics and stuff like that, man, is like it gets your brain working. Yeah, for me it does. I know that, and that's what Rick and, Rick and Morty is like theoretical physics for, for laymen. It's like let's we're gonna we're gonna put you on to so much, uh, thought that is gonna change the way you view what you think you know, make you question things, make you make you a critical thinker. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's one of my favorite shows, dude. Like I don't even know, I don't know how much what what strain they was on when they was writing that shit, but I appreciate. I, it. I don't know who I don't know either. Whoever they were sitting around and talking to. And told them, yo, y'all should do some some shit with some scientists and, and 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 be able to sit with each other and break things down so fast in a fifteen to twenty to thirty minute increment that people mm-hmm. won't even either they can hear it or they can't hear what we're telling them. Man, I'm thinking, dude, they was probably on some fucking DMT. They was on some ayahuasca or something. Yeah, some ayahuasca, dude, because. That, that's that's my way of thinking, bro. I sit up. I, be, I that's probably why I feel like. And I think I said this before. I feel like it's my world. Everybody else is, is just in it. I'm I'm the main character. Everybody else the NPC. I just kind of I kind of just I don't feel like everybody's really thinking like that. Man, people not really using their brains no more because we've been put on fucking neutral for so long. Yeah, and yeah, like we were talking everything talking earlier. Everything is a spectacle, right? Like the TV. Everybody is involved enough to not be involved in the actual thinking. You know, when you think about, and I, I don't I don't want to keep harping on it, but when you think about ancient cultures that we come from or the ancient cultures that did exist, they were big on the astrology and astronomy and, and everything and how it related to us. 
maybe again, maybe we just been cut off since well, we went completely cut off, but maybe during our advancement, you know, we got distracted and we, we kind of fucked, we kind of fucked up the mission. And maybe a group of people say, all right, cool. So since they dropped the ball, we're gonna get we're gonna leave it in you all's hands and just let you all rock out. But just remember that this is the pace where you need to be because in the future you all became so chaotic. And in, in, in order to avoid that part of the chaos, you guys need to do this in these type of steps. Every 100 years, every 50 to 100 years, you guys need to get to this point. And now okay. we're at the point, now we're at the point where we can get to another planet. Like I, I told my folks before, I, man, I'm like, these motherfuckers will leave us here, bro. They don't, you know, they're about advancement. Bro, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. That's how I view it, bro. Because space travel is expensive as shit. Uh, we're talking the cost of the fuel, the, the the actual technology itself, the materials, all of that stuff, and yeah. and and we're talking with the rocket itself. That our modern technology, our modern technology, what we are aware of, is only capable of uh, putting so many people into orbit at a time, right? So that means that that's already weight that's accounted for. So like, even if we were to like like the rovers that we sent sent to Mars or the, or the uh, probes that we sent, the Voyager probes that we sent across our solar system or whatever, they, they were a weight that was accounted for for the rocket fuel. As long as we are still dependent on fossil fuel and we're barely even scratching the surface as far as like nuclear and, and electrical uh, power, as far as we know, what, ain't nobody leaving this motherfucker no time soon. Ain't nobody going nowhere. And not in this lifetime, I think not, the, not yet, but I, I was listening. That, I was listening to Elon Musk. I think what the I think what they want for the future versus what we're what we'll ever be capable for because I think it's it becomes so what they call the the Kardashev scale. It comes down to the Kardashev scale. Like we're we're uh we're not even at a, a level one civilization yet. We're still like a le- level zero civilization. Mm. If, if we reach like a level one civilization where we could actually even just master, uh, uh. The, the energy that we can produce outside of fossil fuels and fighting wars over it will never reach a level one because that's what level one consists of is like being a master of your society in a way where people don't have to suffer for the and, power and, and none of these the motherfuckers energy. none of these motherfuckers have mastered that we we spoke on that before like there's millions and <laughs> millions of pound, pounds of trash on this earth and in space at this point right all our carbon emissions and stuff like that we don't we haven't figured out how you know how to reverse all of this and actually put back into nature that's what that's what a level one civilization should be capable of doing actually like uh creating a thriving but that's uh, that's what i was saying that's what i was saying when we held down spain for 700 years we knew how to do certain things without harming the earth and without harming the uh the 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 way nature presented itself to us without without tearing the earth up and using steel and emissions and everything like that we were harmonious with our environment correct they said we were using primitive things primitive tools how do you know that they were primitive what if we were just using the things that were the least likely to just harm the current environment that we were in Uh, but i think i think i think what elon musk said though he said in the next what do you say the next 30 to 50 years it'll be possible yeah, he did say that. I think that his his method and approach, because of course he's the benefactor for an entire team of scientists and engineer engineers to kind of like do these things. So he know, you know, what I'm saying he he's the he's the think piece in the in the wallet for it. It's kind of like uh you you he he's got a team, you know what I'm saying? 
it's not just him talking out his ass. He's actually putting forth, you know what I'm saying, some sort of engineering effort. But I don't think that unless it, unless he's actually, uh, I guess, unless his legacy is to, like, pour more into young engineers to keep that 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 train of thought going and keep these things going, he wouldn't even live to see the, the actual advancement he's talking about. No, I, and I think he knows that. I think that's, you know, part of him just staying – rooted in the SpaceX program. I think he's involved in like four or five other things as well yeah. uh, that he was speaking on. He said it's very tough for him to be able to uh, uh, kind of relax. He said, no one would want to be in my head because I'm constantly thinking about how to make these things uh, go and, and set up. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and set a pace for it. Um, and that's a, that's the crazy thing about it, bro. It's like, because mo again, most of us aren't necessarily even applying ourselves in that way because we're not incentivized to do so. Like my job doesn't incentivize me to uh, think of solutions and shit like that to anything other than just something that benefits the bottom line. And we all exist in that realm, you know what I'm saying? Because the people who actually make the most money don't would never want to see the dude on the bottom actually break free and, and change the course of history because changing the course of history could change the course of their income. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like- I would rather you be us. a- I'd rather you be a worker bee than a thinker. Like, yeah, we appreciate your ideas, but I'll take that. Give me that right there. And then they go in the back room with it and they they figure out, they devise a plan and they come up with a solution as to whether or not this works towards the bigger goal for them or should they just toss it in the trash and just give you a plaque and call you an innovator. But they'll never introduce your idea, you know what I'm saying, because they don't see a need for it. that need. You know, it's, it's, it's happened so many times, dude. Like most jobs, if you if you create solutions and you've done it on their clock, it's theirs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and if you're a person like me, there is no reward for it. Like it no. happens and they move forward. Like no one cares. No one. You no, know, you like, did that. Great. You're smart. And awesome. No one... We appreciate that. Wow. Thank you. And no one hears about it for it forever. Right. And then guess what? Somebody else comes behind you, come up with the same idea later on down the line because nothing's new under the sun. And they're like, oh, great. We'll put that on the shelf with the other 15 we had over, over the years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I was. Uh, Let me say this about Elon Musk. Though. He was another one, right? He went on the Joe Rogan podcast yep. and, and he smoked weed. And then they made a big deal about, it. oh, I'm going to pull my money out of his stocks. There's no reason for him to be out here smoking weed. He's supposed to be a better influence. That's Dude. Evangelicals. Say what? Yeah, that's, that's those evangelicals and those, you know what I'm saying, those prudes. That shit is trash, man. That man smoke weed. Cannabis, cannabis, your body, for those who are listening, your body has a cannabinoid system. People it is alcohol like it's nothing. There's no, there are no, like hard liquor is, is, is good as it make you feel. There are no health benefits. That there are no health benefits in drinking alcohol at all. It decalcifies, it decalcifies your body. It makes you sick. It is yeah. nothing but chemicals. Your body has an endocannabinoid system all through your body from head to toe. And your body responds to it when you smoke cannabis, whether it's to change your mood, to deal with pain. Hell, they even use it to make shoes and wrap the uh, dead bodies in it using hemp. You all yeah. are making a big fuss about the wrong things. My only problem that I have right now is the fact that there, you know, it's a lot of chemicals that they put into the shit and you don't know, uh, certain people aren't aware of the THC levels that go into it versus the, the CBD that they're, that they're pulling out of it just to make the strains a lot, a lot stronger. But that's, that's my only knock on it. So. Yeah. I think we, 
again, that goes back to like the innovation portion of things. Like we kind of like, we're so hung up on, oh, let's come up with these exotic strains. And let's like, you know what I'm saying? Let's give it these cool fucking names. And it looked like you look at, get a nug of it versus like a, a, a healthy old school natural nug. And yeah, the new nug looks cool because it, you see the crystals on the hairs and all this old wild shit. And like you smoke it and you get this, you get a, a, a cool dope high. And it makes you not think back on the on the natural bud because the natural bud doesn't give you that same kick as the new. But see that that's just, that's that's just the GMO process. You know what I'm saying? We going we genetically modify everything as humans. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? To kind of like so that what we consider to be like exotic strains are nothing but GMO bud. That's exactly because they're they're taking all the seeds and they're hoarding them for themselves. And they're giving us a knockout product. Same way they've done with the, the seed banks, right? All the seeds have been put into like an Antarctica or somewhere or in Nor Nor, Nor Switzerland or Sweden or some sort. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they're holding all the natural seeds oh, just oh. in case. Yeah, just in case, you know, a big catastrophe happens and they have to re refertilize the earth. So right. It's 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 uh, that's that's wrong on so many levels though, right? Like we know that. It, I don't. I don't know, man. No. I, I try not. I try not to really go into the moral component of it if it doesn't. If, I mean, because if you if you take it to like what we do as a species, I think our frontal lobe allows us to kind of moralize everything. You know what I'm saying? We kind of put everything under the uh, the lens of measuring things morally, but we don't think about it from a, a sustainability standpoint. Like the way we live is already unsustainable. We can't even fucking like we don't build. There's nothing on this earth as long as we live in an oxid oxidized environment that we need, nothing is ever gonna last, right? So in order to kind of like just assure that some element of our existence is, is left so the next version of us can actually thrive, we kind of got to put some stuff away. It might, is it is it cool? Again, from a moral standpoint, probably not because if you believe in God and you're a God-fearing man and blah, 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 then of course these things kind of like go against everything you were taught. But if you think think about it from a logical standpoint, you think about it critically from a, a scientific standpoint, it makes perfect sense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because ants do it. The, productive, the productive part of it. The ants and bees do it. They kind of, birds do it every, like every winter when they, because their apocalypse is every winter. You know what I'm saying? So they they prep, they do prepping. Every every fucking time they say, oh shit, the temperature's gonna drop. We can't live out there. None, none of us will survive. We need to get the fuck out of here. Let's right. go get all our supplies now and bring them back. Toward, the end, of, toward the end of summer, they do it. Yeah. And then their apocalypse comes. And think about how time must pass for them. So their apocalypse comes and their apocalypse ends. And then the new, like whole gen new generation comes digging up out of the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Because the ones that were there last summer ain't the ones coming back. You know what I'm saying? They fucking already died off. They've been fed on all that shit. And then the babies that were hatching under the dirt are the ones that comes up and pick up where the old ones left off. It's not It's not too different, bro. It's a crazy way how nature works, right? We're, we're in, I'm sure scientists have studied that, right? Like they're looking at nature in every way possible and they're seeing the different ways it works with us and against us. And they're seeing a way that babies are created with coyotes wolves uh bees and everything in, in the process of yeah. the family the family and the colony unit and how they work together to uh to build and destroy at the same time and we're just a part of that process man i just you know 
to the point about the like the coyotes and wolves you take that and you can really like strip that down to how like the modern dog exists because of that that's the very same reason you know what i'm saying breeding you know what i'm saying the breeding process is the same reason why you have people creating strains of different types of marijuana like you know what i'm saying we know like broccoli is a man-made vegetable you know what I'm and cauliflower <clears throat> that comes from cabbage we saw they saw like a deformed cabbage they took a bite out of it and like what would happen if we continuously grow this? We find ways to continuously grow this. We nurture it and we introduce it. And I mean, you get the exact same effect as eating cabbage. You get gas. <laughs> you dig know what I'm saying? It's like, it just has a different, it has different nutrients in it because it's been stripped of all the other elements that made it cabbage. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with modern corn, like modern corn, the ear of corn now is way bigger and it's yellow. You know what I'm saying? Whereas corn used to have a variety of colors and it was smaller. Yes, and very it, true. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of in, in in my lifetime, I've never eaten a purple ear of corn. You know what I'm saying? I know it exists. I've had uh, blue, I had blue corn uh, tortillas and shit like that, but I've never just gone to the grocery store and grabbed like a bushel of fucking small ears of purple or red or orange corn. I've had orange corn and I've had purple carrots. I've had I've had wild <laughs> carrots before. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of wild carrots. I know that uh, the reason why wild carrots are way more dangerous to actually try to go out and get yourself is because there's that uh, I forgot what the the poisonous version of it is, but that's just like it'll kill your ass in like a bite. <laughs> you you swallow that. The fungus that's in it. Nah, it's just a version of it, bro. It's like everything. Really? It's like, yeah, it looks just like I forgot what it's called, bro. If I knew, yeah, because it, 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 I learned about it in the children's book, bro. Mm. I just can't think of the name of it right now, but it looks just like a fucking purple carrot. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there are certain things, you know, everything has like an identifier to it. When you look at it, like if you learn about it, you're like, okay, I know why not to eat this one. You know what I'm saying? Like wild berries and shit like that. Certain wild berries you can eat, certain wild berries you look at them and you know not to fuck with. That's true. Uh, at the time, growing up in the South, when I was living with my pops, they were picking raspberries and blackberries. Um, I picked the wrong one and got sick as fuck. I was super sick. Didn't even know what it was that I had ate. And then a bunch of other people ended up picking the same one and was sick, man. Like you talk about a temperature, you talk about being cold and everything. I was going through it, bro. Like I was so fucking sick, man. I, I was like, they had to, they had to take me to the doctor and nurse me back to health. They was like, yo, whatever bush that is, stay the fuck away from it or burn it. You know what I mean? Like, cause someone else may see it and think that's like a blackberry or a raspberry. And it's really not, man, it was tart too, but I kept eating it thinking I'm going to get to a couple of them this week. Right. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers damn near killed your guy. Man. I was at this, I was, I was at home struggling. Lock, like my body was locking up and everything. It was like having like a, a worse version of the flu. I was talking to one of my coworkers and uh, I told him, I said, the reason why I maintain a high metabolism is because I don't eat a lot of red meat. I try to stay active. You know what I'm saying? Just st- certain elements and stuff like that, that kind of like contribute to my metabolism staying high. Uh, so I maintain a steady weight, you know what I'm saying? 168, 170 pounds. I kind of like just always maintain that that, that weight. And I, I told him, I said, yeah, it's slowing down now because I'm in my mid forties or whatever. But I just never really got off into like just mass consumption of bullshit food. You know what I'm saying? You know, you grow up eating a certain way, but like once you start becoming a little bit more aware, you kind of start like, you know what I'm saying? Being a little bit more selective if, if that's your thing. Yeah. And uh, 
we were just, you know, we were just having this conversation. He told me that he wouldn't even be eating what he eat now if it wasn't for his uh his current girlfriend. They've been together and she's vegan. And he kind of like adopted some of her uh, eating habits and stuff like that. So he's kind of like, he's not full of vegan, but he, he's leaning more pescatarian now, even though ever so often he might eat some red meat. And I was like saying how like uh, a lot of that makes a difference, dude. I said like the things that you were able to consume when you were younger, the only reason why you were able to consume is because your you, your digestive system was new. You know yeah, what I'm and you were trying things. Yeah, you were experimenting, but at the same when time. When you get to a certain age, you put your body through some wear and tear. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All that mass consumption. That's why people end up with, you know what I'm saying, high blood pressure and diabetes because it's almost like just put keeping your car on the road, just constantly putting your car through the, you know what I'm saying, the ringer. Yeah, you got your oil changes and you put gas in it, but you put miles on it, bro. That means you, you got miles nothing to make, it, make the car better. You just cleaned up the outside, but the inside is struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's important, you know, as far as your health goes to make sure that you you don't have to eat. You shouldn't have mass consumption of meat at all. You know, I don't care what it is. Like you, you, at some point you have to cut back on that. I know it, I'll go, I, I can go weeks, man, without eating meat. And if I, I, I shouldn't say weeks, but I'll have like small portions of meat and, and it, it, sometimes it'll just be fish and shrimp. But that's because right. I know that I don't, you know, I don't want to have, what people don't understand is like your, your body works even harder to process that shit. And it takes days, even weeks sometimes for it to just get through a burger. And people don't understand that a burger is processed, right? So you sitting there eating a burger and your body's trying to break it down. Then you're putting gyro cheeseburgers and all this other stuff. You're putting potatoes in your body. That's starch. That that causes, that uh, festers a cancer in your body. And you have to be aware of those things, especially as you get older. I know now when I, when I go places, man, as much as I used to be a foodie, I don't look at, I just don't look at food the same. That's why I'm appreciative. Like when I go to uh, my buddy Ken house when I'm at his place and he, he like he'll cook. I appreciate that because you have, he has an understanding of food right. as a, as a, as an older man with kids and a wife, he has an understanding of food. I have an understanding of food. So it's, it's always a better thing to, to learn your body and have an understanding that the food you're eating to live. You have to put things in your body that were alive to make sure that it keeps you alive. It's the fuel. It's the energy. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's the fuel that and the energy that keeps the body going. You got to give it clean fuel. You can't pour diesel in the in in engine all the time or at all. You, you're ruining it. You're teared up. Yeah. And also, it's like not having an understanding or respect for those types of things kind of uh, bites us in the ass on the back end because, again, we're educated in a particular way uh, to kind of like divert our attention from those things. It's smoke and mirrors in a way. You know what I'm saying? It's a magic trick. Yeah, man. I love, I, man. I'm, a, I'm big on fruits and vegetables, man. I'm big on it. I made some, I chopped up some zucchini last night, made some uh, wild rice with a little lime in it, some olive oil, you know, stirred that thing around, right. Dro- dropped some of them spices in there, hooked it up. Um, I got to make some. Uh, I made some, uh, some lamb with some, uh, it was like a crazy recipe. I kind of like just in my head while I was at work, just thinking about, I want these flavors. And I got, grabbed all the ingredients. I grabbed some, uh, I grabbed those, uh, I grabbed some olive oil, I grabbed some uh, thyme, I grabbed some basil, some uh, basil leaves, all fresh ingredients. Uh, got a little small can of uh, uh, tomato paste. Uh, what else? Some brown sugar. Uh, got some Worcestershire sauce, some uh, soy sauce. 
And I kind of put all my wet ingredients together, mix those in a bowl, got all my dry ingredients together, ground those down, mix those in the bowl. I put my olive oil in, in the pan and I pan seared my, uh, after I, after I put my wet ingredients and my dry ingredients together and kind of marinated my lamb meat dude. And I put those in the skillet with the, uh, olive oil. And I just, you know what I'm saying? Just let that brown to do the, 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 the fragrance, the, the scent. I was like, yeah, this shit finna be fire. <laughs> it's been, it's a I beautiful put, thing. I put the thyme in there with it, put the lid on it for a little bit, cracked open a, a can of tomato paste, stirred that around in it a bit to kind of create like a sauce and uh, got me some wild rice, had that going on the side. Yeah. Got some Brussels sprouts, had that going, uh, pan seared in another, in another skillet, put that all on the plate together, dude. I was in heaven. It was love. It was love. And it took me a little time to like, you know what I'm saying? It's because I had to get all my ingredients. You know what I'm saying? I diced up me some some onions, some uh some ghost peppers. I mm. just took ghost peppers just to kind of like just one of them, just diced it down, you know what I'm saying? Real good. Some, some crushed some garlic real good, put it in there with the, the uh lamb meat last to kind of like let those flavors kind of soak into the sauce. And then the remaining the remainder of it, I just put it in my uh my Brussels sprouts. But bro, I felt like Gordon Ramsay in it, but I, I needed somebody to curse out. <laughs> you fucking twats. Man, that, you said that shit was fire. Man, that shit was lit, dude. I was like, I need I need to do this more often. You know, every so often we cook quick foods for ourselves. We don't really go real deep into the our culinary bag unless and you know, I already told you about my my mom's background in cooking. Yeah. This is something it's just I just learned to have an appreciation for flavors and taste dude yeah. and i just start thinking about what flavors go together what flavors taste good together and i just experiment sometimes it's a hit sometimes it's a miss but I, if it hit i always write down those recipes you know what i i that's that's something i probably should start doing right because i don't write them down i just i'll go to the store i'll walk around see salmon some salmon some uh, portions i'll just grab that right get that wrapped up walking by you see some brussels sprouts some zucchini some some uh baby spinach you grab one or two of those mm-hmm. I, I just be thinking about like oh what, what, what can i do with this you know sometimes i might i might grab some uh, some chicken dice it or, or grab some frozen chicken which ain't no better for nobody but you know it's just different i understand what you're saying because i'll be in here sometime when you smell it when you smell that shit in the oven and then on top of the stove you're like yo this is about to be fire and usually when it starts smelling good that's when i get up and be like all right let me pay attention because i don't want to fuck it up you know what i mean I think my, um, I think what kind of drove me to to cook that is because I like Caribbean food. Mm. I thought about the flavors of what I like, and I just started like, you know, what I'm saying my head just started thinking about what was that taste, what did it taste like, and it took me a couple of days to really kind of like come up with what I came up with. And I wouldn't be if I actually did the research. A lot of what I probably did cook came together in the same way as a Caribbean dish. You know what I'm saying? Just because I know what those tastes are. You know what I'm saying? I always ask people, what's in this? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So subconsciously, it's probably one of those things where I was just devising a recipe that was reminiscent or similar to something that I really like anyway. Yeah. I, I love I love hearing people uh, from the islands and everything talk about how they cook certain things. I go, yo, send me the, send me the recipe. Write that down. Send, text me that, man, because I want to I be able to try that myself. <laughs> Yeah. And it, there's nothing wrong with sharing those recipes either man we're talking about eating eating good yeah and, and it makes so much like if you cook it right you you'll have so much of it whereas like because most people like 
when we cook American food, it'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Servings be big, but they don't be like, it's not, it's not a variety to fill your plate. You know what I'm saying? Like I had this conversation with my girlfriend, like, uh, like Mexican tacos versus American tacos, two different things, bro. Like I love Mexican tacos. I love, I love Spanish tacos in general. I love like the, the, uh, the way they're made. I love the ingredients. I love the flavors. American tacos is just ground beef on a soft tortilla or crunchy corn tortilla with some lettuce. Yeah, tomatoes and shit like that. The regular shit. Like that ain't no cheese. You know, goddamn taco. <laughs> America, American is fucking bastardized everything. everything. Caribbean food. If, if Caribbean food were were if they could find some way to make Caribbean food popular amongst white folks. There would be a McDonald's version of that shit. Cause you know, Panda Express is just the McDonald's of Chinese food. That's it. All all the sweet shit. That's all it is. All the sweet flavored shit. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I mean, in in Chinese food in general is just bastardized Asian food anyway. So they was like, hey, let's dumb it down even more. <laughs> yeah. And if you're ever around Asian people, Korean. Uh, Vietnamese or whoever it may be, they'll tell you that's oh, you not. Like that. We don't, we don't eat that. We don't eat like that. We don't know what a chalupa is. Uh, the Latino community will tell you that we don't know what chalupas are. We don't know what their any gorditas of that shit don't is. even look like. That their gorditas don't even look like a Taco Bell gordita. You know what I'm saying? Their burritos don't even look like a Taco Bell bur- burrito. They don't like eat a real shit. burrito. Man, you know what I'm saying? We around here just just because it, it got salt. That salt and that sugar. That's all, those would be the main fucking granular like, ingredients in the but like you said like you said I'm, I'm and i'm with you i'm more of the person who wants the texture and taste i want to be able to taste the actual food yeah you know wh- whether it's a bitter taste a, a tangy taste a sweet taste or something that's just filling i want to be able to get those ingredients out and, and be able to process them on my palate like that's the whole point of you having a palate it's an experience you want to experience your food you don't want to just be scarfing it down yeah scarfing it down because because like eating food, especially in a social setting, that's how you bring people together. You know what I'm saying? People actually exchange ideas over meals. People, you know what I'm saying? When when people back in the day, when when somebody new comes to visit your village, you feed them. You know what I'm saying? You introduce them, you have banquets, you talk, you, you know what I'm saying? You eat over meals. People, the best deals are brokered over dinner. You know what I'm saying? But we live in a, a rapid pace, fast, uh, food society nobody's even thinking about that everything is just now just eating for eating to taste not necessarily eating for sustenance the, the not, community the communal part of it is taken has been taken out right you said it better than me the communal <laughs> part. I'm, and i'm only saying that because i think about the times when me and my family get together it's a wonderful time i'm sure it is for you too right where you get together it's you your brothers the family whoever it may be that comes around and you all are enjoying a good time but a good percentage of the time we get together and do it as a family at someone's house because all these people can cook and they can cook really well. They can bake. They they forget a lot of the stuff that they know how to do, but because they're used to just doing it right they're on autopilot all the time. But when they're doing it, it's just such a beautiful and wonderful time that now when you look around, you don't see when I go out to like bars and everything, you may see like a small family or a small group of people, but you don't see nothing like communal where it's like a big group of people who's having a good time. Like they're all sitting there looking like robots, you know, like no, no one's actually enjoying the meal that's in front of them. That's real shit. That's absolutely real. 
it's kind of crazy how like all of these concepts kind of interweave and kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They all kind of circle back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a human element, bro. It's like, uh, I think we kind of like, we're so far, so far removed from certain aspects of who we are as a species or as a people that we're not necessarily even thinking that we can't detach from it. It's some of those things are just innately who we are and we, we don't want that to be our defining, uh, those to be our defining attributes. We wanna be known for something more, but sometimes it's not even that deep. Sometimes it's just, we gotta embrace who we are, man. Yeah, yeah, and I think on a certain level, people aren't appreciative of, of what they have. You know? Until it's gone, and then they yeah. start, then it become a think piece and people writing stories about what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? And this can go in so many different directions and so many different ways that it, it, it can become like a controversial topic because we are not necessarily aware. You know what I'm saying? We're just, it's all contrived ideas. It's like we're just developing these ideas and these, these concepts as we move along through society. We're kind of like, we embrace the things that, we always embrace our ups. We always embrace like the, the, the gains and never really talk about and, and, and I guess explore the things that kind of got us there. You know what I'm saying? But that's the most important part of things that got you there. Because when people see shiny things or they see success, they see just what they what's in front of them. They don't understand that a person toiled, struggled for 10, 15 years before their idea finally broke, before yeah. they finally were accepted, before they finally hit a mark where they could pay off their bills and, and they could get themselves out of financial debt and provide for them, provide for themselves and their family. A lot of people don't get that. Like it, it's the struggle. It's the it's the the road to the success that you got. That's very much important. More or than that, or even more so. This, oh, bro, like for somebody to get rich, somebody had to bleed. Somebody had to suffer. Somebody had to lose. Like for somebody, and it's not even about financial wealth either. It's about like just the gain of society as a whole. Like we benefit the most from somebody else's hard work. Like Nikola Tesla, most of his ideas never benefited him. You know what I'm saying? He never got the financial uh, windfall behind like the innovations and ideas. But as a society, we fucking thrive because somebody came up with the the, the, the grand idea of saying, hey, let's use this dead dude's thoughts to, to fuel this. You see right. what I'm saying? It's like, it's, think we about can, how many- We can manipulate energy because of, of his, his yeah. inventions. We'll, we'll go ahead and give him his flowers now that he's dead and he can't fucking sue us for fucking copyright. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that the do you think that we are when we're being visited, do you think they're coming in a physical form or do you think they come in dreams? I believe that um this go back to what I was saying about us uh, existing on the Kardashev scale below the type one civilization. I believe that because we can only see in the three dimensions that we're able to actually perceive, you know what I'm saying, in our senses. Like we don't even acknowledge our other senses. We always talk about the five senses. We don't talk about all our other senses. But because of that, we're not able to actually tap into these certain things. We're, well, we, they're gonna come in a physical form, but it's just not in a physical form that we can acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? I think that our, I think their physical presence is gonna, to us, is gonna come off like, uh, like a phantom, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be we're gonna we're not gonna we're gonna receive it as though it's some supernatural shit. And really, the truth of the matter is, is like they're like, like their ship is like a tesseract. You know what I'm saying? It's like four dimensions, five dimensions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your imagine it's like 
the room you're sitting in is a three-dimensional room only to your senses, but it's more it's more dimensions to it than that because you can't see through the wall. You know what I'm saying? That's you can't see, you can't see through your couch. Like you're like you're literally not even sitting on your couch right now. There's a little small era of uh, uh, molecules. Yeah. Molecules that aren't even touching because of electromagnetic electrostatic. So yeah, this is one I think like I think we're being visited all the time, man. I think like when we when we disperse from this life, when we, you know what I'm saying, when we no longer exist on this plane, we just move on to the next plane, per se. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those things that we kind of like, we fantasize about it and we try to, because we're just energy, dog. We're just, we're just fucking existing in these meat suits, moving around, thinking we're, we're uh, changing the world and we're not even that significant in the grand scheme of things. No, there is nothing special about us. We think it is, but, <clears throat> and then you should have, Good self self esteem. You should be confident, but absolutely, there is. I mean, it's vital to surviving, though. Yeah, it's vital to your survival. Um, but at the end of the day, you aren't that important in the grand scheme of things. You are infinitesimal compared to an asteroid that could actually impact this planet and wipe it out. Right. If one hit the hit the atmosphere that was the size of Chicago, it would right. tear it would tear shit up. Yep. the whole planet will wipe out two thirds of it and leave California looking like an island. But see, also you think about like um, the, the idea that Pangea was the supercontinent, and as you know, what I'm saying we have continental drift, and you could look at the way the, the continents are even fucking arranged; they kind of look like they all kind of they all kind of fit like puzzle pieces at one point in time. They do the Earth, the Earth. I was watching this documentary and they were saying how like the earth has a, a heartbeat. And like when they say that, they mean it metaphorically, meaning like it expands and contracts, the earth expands and contracts, and it does that. And it's been doing that. Is there's evidence of that expansion and contraction uh just through like our mountain, our you know, it's our mountains and our hills and our volcanic activity and stuff like that. The part, the, the plains of Africa, how the desert has expanded and everything. Yeah. Exactly. So like just looking at the rhythm of it and just tracking like just through seismic activity, you can almost, but not necessarily precisely uh, estimate the next time it's going to have another event just on that level. And that's just what we experience here on earth. So like we just had, there was just a recently a, a volcanic eruption overseas. I don't know where exactly, but there was a, it was, I think like 22 people died or some shit like that, which you can't really, you can't just blink at because that's, that's kind of significant in modern times you know what i'm saying because the last one before that was like mount st helens or some shit like that that we we know of and i think hawaii recently had a volcanic eruption or something like that now it's a big deal to us because we live in in, in a time of recording these events and, and our history kind of reflects that but we don't know how frequently that should occurred in the last 100 200 300 400 years you see what i'm saying outside of what we what we've been able to read and take account of so you think about just imagine the next 100 200 300 400 500 years what other seismic events may occur and that's just that shit we're not even talking uh uh wind activity we're not talking you know what i'm saying we're not talking a fucking uh, asteroid or a meteorite slapping this motherfucker most shit hit the atmosphere and burn up just because we have a strong enough atmosphere to 
to do so in certain events. But some might be big enough to break through and, and be so cataclysmic that we got to start all the fuck over anyway if we even survive it. If we survive it. Because you know if it's if it's that cataclysmic, it's, it, it don't look too good. It, it's right. something entering this atmosphere and doesn't burn up. That that is one big that is one big piece of the uh of rock or mm-hmm. metal metal and iron. And you think think like there's a whole asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, at least that's what we've been told. I can't see the motherfucker. I don't have a strong enough telescope to even look that far out to even know. But this is what this is what scientists tell us. This is what science has told us that there are fucking asteroids that that line between Mars and Jupiter. So even if we wanted to go visit Jupiter, we have to go through a, a field of rock the size of fucking houses and buildings and as small as brains of sand. Um that you know what I'm saying that separate Mars and Jupiter. And and then at that, that at that at that speed, how how prepared are we to really to really do that <clears throat> going through an asteroid belt or a field of the uh, rocks that go back to what i was saying about our our advancements in technology bro it's like what we think we know we're not ready to fucking we're not ready to go to to mars and just terraform it to take you know how long it'll take to terraform mars first of all mars doesn't even have like a a true atmosphere because the atmosphere has been dissipated you know what i'm saying there's no plant life there's nothing to keep that you know what i'm saying that that barrier between that planet in space outside of like the little bit of co2 or whatever that's there and uh we if we were to go terraforming and you know what I'm saying start playing potatoes or whatever that was from that matt damon movie you know what i'm saying to kind of make it sustainable it'll take more than just a single colony to do it dude. absolutely thousands of colonies absolutely because you're talking about not only bringing colonies there but making sure that the people that are there can sustain living there making sure that their body and their bones don't break down because of the difference in gravity. oxygen. Yeah. Oxygen and gravity and things like that. And, and, and that's another, that's a different concept, bro. Because like, again, those are ideas that us, it wouldn't do us no good to go along because we've already adapted a life to this environment, to this society. Like somebody would have to be born there and raised there and actually, you know what I'm saying? Groomed to live a life there. You were talking thousands of people have to be like they have to take fucking babies there i wouldn't even say babies take fucking unborn fucking fetuses and, and raise them there and teach them there was a movie that they did like that what was it was it called mars or something where the boy was born out in outer space and they brought him back to the uh, yeah, earth yeah because he was slowly dying when he got back because his uh bone his, his bone density was different yeah he could he could barely walk and things like that um so they had to get him. They had to get him back to Mars and, and let him stay out there because he was just slowly dying. His his body wasn't used to this. Yeah. But again, to me, those are those are things. Those are like signs of of things that people are thinking of and and, and may, whether it be theory or something that they're totally working on right now. We we're we're just not um, caught up to speed with it. Yeah, I think that. Um... It's, I mean, it's all speculative, you know what I'm saying? Conjecture. We're kind of like just toy with the ideas and stuff like that. It's all, we don't get the inside scoop. I don't have access to the room where they actually have these conversations to actually make these plans. But I do know that what, what drives our innovation is our imagination. So, yeah, definitely. 
All right, my man, I think this is uh, some good shit right here, bro. Is there anything you want to add? No, nah, man, I appreciate the, you know what I'm saying, another one of these uh, conversations. Oh, man, anytime. You know we get to talking some shit. Again, this is just like our God sessions. This is the shit that we talk when we're sitting around each other having a brew. Right. You know, or having a powwow and, and enjoying the good times. Fellowship, you know, AJ right. Smith be around or whoever it may be, down, be around. Uh, tone or agk it don't matter when we get together you know we vibe at a high level i told uh tyrone stuntiago to uh link with you you know what I'm saying because he the conversations he'd be having we'd be having and shit like that i just told him it kind of like uh y'all could have a good talk because he's a young thinker you know what i'm saying okay just wanted to like really chop it up with him y'all could probably just really build and get some ideas out that's fine with me, man. You know, I'm all about I'm all about doing uh, something constructive, productive, you know, whether it's a conversation or, or something else. So it don't matter to me. Definitely. Always down for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, everybody. This is Full Profits Podcast. Today's episode was Are You Not Entertained? You bitch you. Uh, we are done here. This is another episode of 606. Appreciate you, my guy. Peace. Yeah.